welcome, well, well, I'm not really sure what I'm welcoming you to, and um, we'll call it a podcast, we'll call it episode one of the podcast, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, so this started, we shared a little bit of our testimony um, on, on the virtual ch- living room church services, and we, th- and we were just amazed how um, little you can pack into five minutes, so we thought we'd maybe try expanding on it. And chatting through some of the some of the stories, some of the, the issues that we've been through in our lives, um, and how God has worked in those most importantly. Um, yeah, we were really encouraged by uh, one of the things that really encouraged us to do it was a message I think that you got from our dear friend Francis Tellis. That's right. Uh, so after we sh- uh, the first one that we shared, Amanda got a text, and it was just how the the similar experiences. Um, and I think she just said that she could relate to. Yeah, so we thought, well, even if just one or two people are relating to what we say, especially in this time when we're not together, why not um, give it a go? So here we are. So let's start from the beginning. We um, give a bit of introduction of who we are. Um, so you are Amanda. Tell, t- Amanda. tell us a little bit about your background. Married to John. Married to me. Um, so yeah, tell us a little bit about your background um, and then I'll share a bit about me. Okay, so I was um, born in Germany and lived there until I was 15, um, at which point my parents divorced and we moved to Scotland, which is why I live here now. Okay, um, and uh, so I, I was uh, born in Scotland, spent a lot of time in Zambia, um, as my dad was a, was a minister, a missionary there, I'm in a church, um, and then moved to Peterhead when I was 10, um, after being in Glasgow for a little bit as well. So. Yeah, I came from a really, as you can expect, my dad was a minister, so Christian Christian upbringing, really strong. Um, uncles, uh, a minister, other uncles, a deacon in the church. So I didn't have any Christian. So you didn't have any, you didn't have any Christian influence, certainly at a young age. So that's a big difference, I think, um, between between the two of us. Um, so what 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 started the kind of oh, how did Christianity um, start in your family? So my mum became a Christian when I was about 11, um, at which point we started going to church. And how did she, what was her story um, briefly? How She became a Christian through her sister. I think her sister used to send her Bibles. and. Like, Who was in um, Indonesia at the time or something um, like that? I'm not sure to be honest, but yeah. my, my, my mum's sister, my aunt became a Christian in Indonesia through a small Bible study group yeah. there that evangelised her. Um, and then she started sending Bibles to my my mom and also her brother. Okay, cool. Um, so you were about ten or something. Is that when your mom yeah, became a Christian? So that's when you started. That's when we started going to a, a church. Cool. Um, and so what? So you're taken to church by your by your mom. What what um, made I you make a decision? I always had a kind of fear of death when I was growing up. Just always worried about that and you know worried about what the worst thing that could happen to me in life and that made me realize when we start going to church I heard about um, Jesus who conquered death um, he taught I heard about sin the the teaching of, of sin that we need to repent of our own sin and that struck a chord with me I realized you know I was nowhere good enough to go to heaven and I surely didn't want to die and go to hell so I realized I needed Jesus in my life to pay for the yeah. things. Um, I actually I got well. I went to I went to the front as they would say at a um a 
have was a, a theatre scene, or how do you say? I can't think of the word right now. Um, I don't know. A play. All <laughs> oh, right, okay, a play. A play, so. Right, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. It really depicted that moment when you die and what happens. Okay. And you either, you know, either God um, had you in the Book of Life or your name wasn't in it, and that mm, really, that really challenged you. Cool. Yeah, I, well, I always believed that there was a God. Um, yeah, I always believed there was a creator. I think I always wanted to become a Christian mm. deep down. Um, I just probably wasn't, well, I wasn't, I didn't know how to, to get, to, to go about that. And I, he, you would hear the gospel, um, but really I, I thought I was a good person. And I guess I was in most people's eyes, a good kid. I did all the right things. I was pretty well, I did well at school. Um, yeah, I was just a pastor's son, you know, so, um, but yeah, I knew I I came to a realization that that that's not enough, and that I, I despite being a good kid, so to say, that that's that that you needed that was still sinful, and I and even then I had prayed like um, there was I I it was even at that young age so many failings, and I knew that I needed Jesus, I needed to be forgiven, um, so yeah, um, that's where my journey journey started. That's interesting because obviously you've got two younger brothers who aren't Christians and yeah I mean I, I, yeah just, yeah we're so they, they're not Christians um I wouldn't want to say too much about where where they were uh, where they are just now and, and what their views are but the, yeah they, they, they've not made that decision they don't follow Christ um and yes it's, it's interesting because people I think some things assume that because you're I've, I've become a Christian just because my parents are Christians and, and that's slightly irritating I mm -hmm. think um, for me on occasions um, and I think yeah it's been brilliant I've had that inf Christian influence but um, that's not enough you can't, it's not just being part of a Christian home yeah. it's not about going to church it's so much it's much more than that and um, yeah God's um, made that clear to me which is great yeah um, so you you would have started going to church in in Germany. I don't know much about about church in Germany. I think I've got it seems quite a a dark place spiritually. Yeah, I don't know what that was... much about church myself in Germany. I can tell you about the church we went to, which was a small evangelical church. It had about sixty members. Okay. The youth group was very small. It was you know one or two other people my age, um, some older and some younger than me, but it wasn't a place where you know, there was a vibrant youth group or lots of members. It was, um, yeah, it was quite a small church. And, and would you be singing? It's a stupid question, but are you singing? What songs are you singing? Are you we singing sing in, in English sing and in, German? Well, in the main service, we just sing in German, but okay. then the youth group tries to be a bit edgy, so we, okay. we, we sang some English okay. songs. So moving to Aberdeen must have been tough. It 15 was. years old. Yeah, it was culture. a difficult time to move age-wise because at school friendships will have formed and obviously the circumstances of the divorce were quite hurtful, we were moved away from my dad and that, yeah, it was a tricky time. But thankfully God provided an amazing church for us um, which had a vibrant youth group, um, Deeside Christian Fellowship. Yeah, Lots it's a good of church. members, really yeah, good really good church, brilliant Bible teaching. They did things like youth weekends away, yeah. which was actually a time when my faith really grew through the the teaching. Um, we had a weekend away about 
what what we live for, what our purpose in life mm-hmm. was, what purpose in life is, and finding out that we live to glorify God and knowing that we have something to live for was something that really yeah. um, clicked with me. That's brilliant. So you're learning a lot despite your circumstances in many ways, learning new language, fitting in. Um, you're learning a lot about your faith, so that's brilliant. I think for me, I, I probably went the opposite way. Um, I, I struggled because I didn't really have that youth group. I was probably more like your situation in Germany. Um, there were a few, few, some Christians um, in the school, but, um, and it's probably more my fault than the church or anybody else's um, that I didn't kind of connect more with them. But I, I inevitably, or not inevitably, but I did, I drifted a little bit towards fifth and sixth year. So, um, yeah, university definitely came at the right time, almost like a clean slate. And I was able to, to meet Christians who were on fire for, for God, young Christians who knew so much about the Bible, loved God, loved Jesus. And we're just, um, yeah, it was great to be around that. that I'd never experienced. And... It's amazing that God pulled you back at that time because yeah. I guess... You know, if you weren't connected for um, before that, you could have easily at university. You know, you got your freedom. There's loads of t- temptations yeah. around. Yeah, I know, I know. And I think Freshers Week, I was like, right, I'm going to go to the CU, and 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 God kept me there. Yeah. Um. And yeah, some decisions were deliberate, and others weren't. But God kept me on the on the on the right path, or brought me back onto the right path. So yeah, it's encouraging to look back on things like that. Where I definitely was fifth and sixth year was um, wasn't the best spiritually for me, I would say. Um, so you you obviously got a good church, but I think it's fair to say you had you had you had issues in yeah, your own struggles. life as well. So yeah, you, particularly, you want to speak about you had an yeah, eating disorder. Yeah, I had an eating disorder that I developed uh, when I was about sixteen. Actually, at the time, I didn't even know it was an eating disorder. I think I was just very aware of body image and I think I was worried about getting fat. Just at that time, there's so much pressure on girls to look a certain way. Yeah. And I thought I had to start compensating for the things I ate, um, which put me into a sort of bad mm. cycle. And um, yeah, that focus was too much inward into myself, looking at myself rather than looking at God. Mm-hmm. And that kind of threw me off the wagon. Um, so grateful that you know, although it went on for a number of years and during that time I was still a Christian and I would feel terribly guilty about my eating disorder. I felt trapped in it mm-hmm. and I didn't know how to get out of it, but... And it was, it was bulimia that you had. Yeah. So that, uh, I'm right in saying that you're, you don't necessarily... You don't necessarily, you don't really become very thin. Yeah, very, so it's, it was quite easy to hide, I guess. Yeah, it was definitely and something you want to hide. I mean, you know, you know I, nobody knew about it. Yeah. And I didn't know until I was a few years in that it was even a thing, that it was an eating so, disorder as such. I didn't even know that. So, so, so yeah. you were, so I just tried to think back, and you were quite young at the time, but you're a Christian. You you know, you're, you, you've done your weekends away with, you know, your purpose. Do you, do you understand at that point that you're unconditionally loved by Christ? I think so, yes. And I always knew that I could ask for forgiveness and turn away and, you know, that I was right with God. But the problem was, no matter how many times I did that, I would always get back entangled into yeah. the sin and I couldn't, out of my own strength, I couldn't get yeah. there. So 
So you've got that, it's the classic kind of flesh and spirit yeah, battle exactly. that, you, that, you, that you had. Mm. Um, so how, how you, you are healed now. Yeah. So how, how, how yeah. do you think that, how did God heal you from that? Um, it was definitely a process. I think the biggest step, first of all, was um, declaring out loud, you know, sharing it with somebody, talking, you know, talking to you about it and um then turning away from it you know i was at a point where i really hated it i hated the sin i hated it i knew god hated it and i wanted to give it up i didn't want it in my life and that and that was probably the first thing and then seeking help you know uh, i went to the gp although they didn't really do anything they give you a website so i went to the website and then i started a course um but it wasn't actually you know, I actually found that God already worked really quickly after mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't have to, I'd never even completed the course. I think I did week one and two. And then, you know, I found actually, I, yeah, God healed me. Yeah, it's amazing. Quickly. Amazing story. Um, I think, how, how do I put this uh, without coming across wrongly? I, uh, I'll, I'll try, obviously, I, uh, um, I'm your husband, so but I, even even being even trying, so I'm I'm pretty subjective about this. But even object be, trying to be objective about this, you're a very pretty, good-looking girl. Um, so I think, Thanks. <laughs> uh, but I think it's it is potentially difficult for some people to see. So it's like, how can somebody like you have issues with their image? For a lot of people, and and for me, I guess it's like, why why because. On the face it of it, you're very, stupid. you're a very good-looking yeah. person. Why, 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 why is that? So I would say that about other people, but not about myself. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but I mean, we see it all the time. We see it with models. We see it with yeah, actresses. So it's obviously a thing. But yeah. why do you think that is? What, what, why is there this insecurity for, for for people who are all, who you shouldn't really have that? It's a good question. Um, I think you know we all struggle with self-worth, or people, you know, we look for self-worth and. Um, value within us and we don't find it is actually when we look to God and the Bible and the teaching that you know what I'm valuable not because of what I look like or anything I, you know I'm valuable because God declared that mm -hmm. I have value mm -hmm. um, and that's where my value comes from yeah. and when I claim that I don't have to worry about yeah. anything else I don't have to worry about my ability at work or at school or the way I look I can just rest and you know what I'm valuable because God says so. Mm. So it doesn't really matter what anyone. Yeah, else. and I think that's the truth that you've got to get to. But that's you, do, you can say yeah. that in your heart and then it's, it's yeah, it's, it's not claiming easy that to, for yeah. yourself and really believing it. I think. And I think that's um, and I think what you said to me difficult. before is that you would have it's it's almost the fear of not being what you are just now, and 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 you hear that with people who have got loads of money and their idols maybe money and then the fear is losing that and if they did lose it their life comes comes apart mm -hmm. and so it's just i think for you it's just that's not it's not as the most important it's not important it's, it, losing it as an, an, an idol is a big part of your journey without putting words in your mouth <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Okay. so yeah we so moving on from 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 that period so we both ended up in edinburgh both did law Edinburgh University, different times, and we both went to Carruthers, and yeah, we, I think safe to say we both learned a lot from our time there. Great teaching, great people, 
Um, so it was a really positive um, experience for us there. And then we ended up getting married. We've been married for nine years. Um, time flies when you're having fun. Time does indeed fly. So you were involved with the living room church plant from the beginning. How did you get involved and what were some of the ways? How, how we did I get involved? I think we need to go a, a step back if you don't mind. Uh, so I I went to, as, I, as I've said, we went to Carruthers. I, I, I was one of those people, which is easy to do in a big student church, is I just sat and turned up. I didn't actually get involved, um, which, which I wouldn't recommend really to anyone. Um, but that's what I did. I guess I didn't feel, again, it's not... Uh, quite a shy person. I am quite a shy person. I wasn't very confident. I didn't really feel there was a particular area that I was was needed. I guess mm -hmm. you always think that in a big church, yeah. or you often do. So, um, yeah, well, I wasn't very confident. But at the end of uni, I went to South Africa for, for nine months, uh, working, doing sports ministry in Cape Town. Okay. It was brilliant. It was, a, it was an absolutely great experience. It was ups and downs, but it was good. And I think it just gave me an experience of just... A, a real life ministry um, and I came back and I want I didn't want to go back to just sitting doing nothing and I, I wanted to do something got a few guys together and we started uh, and at the same time the Wallyford church plant was kind of getting going they had a building the work hadn't really started yet but it seemed like an obvious place for somebody who wanted to kind of do sport with young people unchurched people it seemed like a really obvious place um, to start and George McCreel and, and David Anderson and others were really keen for the group to start the work in Wallyford. So we did, and we for Fridays, um, every Friday for, I don't know, 10 years almost, we were just um, working with the young people in Wallyford. And through that, I grew a love for church planting. Um, I was also doing a lot of reading in that, in that area. And also a love for Wallyford. I like the community, I like the people. Um, I just saw a great need here and then um, Andrew obviously got involved after that and John Tellis and others um, and it just it was the obvious kind of obvious way um, thing to do it was just that's what I was going to be doing I was going to be involved in Wallyford and I was going to move here um, and that was it and yeah. I, th I think when we you always tell the story and I don't even remember saying it um, oh, sorry. <laughs> Well, just when we started dating, did it? I think I said, oh, what did I? My friend used to call me, you're going to be a Wallyford wife. <laughs> she used to yeah, say, so I, I kind of knew that if I'd marry you, I'd live in Wallyford. <laughs> yeah, I think I made... Which yeah. was fine by me because I did. I got involved with the youth work on Friday night. Yeah, but I think I, 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 think I liked that because at that time, I knew what I was going to be doing and there was no point in... in and pretending it was going to be any other way and I really like that you because people living in Edinburgh Edinburgh University studying law I mean and I don't want to put Wallyford down at all because I absolutely love it but from the outside it's not seen as the nicest place from a lot of people so a lot of people would maybe turn their nose up at it but you didn't to your credit and uh, you, maybe you just didn't know anything about it that was, that was maybe it so anyway you, you did visit you did visit before you moved so uh, so that was always a good thing about our relationship uh, so so yeah and it's just um, been involved since then and um yeah, it's been great, ups and downs, it's just like anything, any ministry, it's been what tough. What I've loved about the Living Room Church in particular, coming from Carruthers, it's just being part of a smaller church. Yeah, yeah. Being able to connect, um, you know, with 
people of all ages more easily and just noticing if somebody's not at church you wonder where they are what they're up to and as you said earlier it's so much easier to serve and get involved you see that yeah. where the need is and in a big church i was the same you know i didn't really get involved serving whilst i was yeah. student at covers and you don't feel as connected you don't have that no. ownership but that's not to say that that's not oh. to say that smaller church is better than big no, church no that's more reflection yeah, myself yeah yeah absolutely um but i don't want yeah. to go in the small church big but i know what you mean no. the community i think has been really has been great and i think we've felt the benefit of that and i, I hope other people within the church have really felt the benefit of that and will continue to we don't want to be complacent about that i think we've all got a part to play and i think i like how it's not and it's not just the pastor's responsibility for care as well i think mm -hmm. people realize that we we're all got that responsibility yeah. and obviously the pastors and elders do have a big responsibility in that area that's not to say they don't but um i love how other everybody kind of takes that on board as their as their ministry so yeah it's nice to be part of something like that and shouldn't take it for granted Mm -hmm. I think we do have to we, we, we have to speak about um, some of the things we've been through we've um, yes we've had a ups and downs yeah I've said that a few times now but yeah so in January 2018 we obviously had uh, stillbirth Seth William Dunlop and that was um, a big event <laughs> sad event for us do you, what, how do you look back on that now um, I, it's a good question. I mean, I still, you know, I still live with, with it every day. I still think of Seth every day, or I would say at least most days in, in a small way, not in a big tragic way I'm going to cry, but in a, you know, it's sometimes more sad than others, but generally I always, you know, I miss him and it's, mm. it's something that's going to continue. But at the same time, I can see so many ways that God worked through that time. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Bible does say that we will suffer in certain ways, and suffering is different for every single person. You can't really compare it. But it was a time when, when we both drew close to God. Yeah. And rather than walking away from our faith in time of need, we... You know, we ran towards God, and He was there, and that, uh, and closer than ever, and that was a real comfort. Mm. Um, so definitely feel like through that experience, I know God in a deeper way. Mm. Um, I think God really worked. I see the way that God worked through you in that. If you read about stillbirth and you read about people's, what well, a lot of people's reactions are, a lot of people naturally really blame themselves when yeah. nearly all the time it is pretty much all yeah pretty much all the time it's not their fault but it's a natural reaction for the mother and that i think something i did as well i did for the from to start with and that was my big fear that that would kind of really affect you long term um and thankfully and, and through god's grace you moved on from that very quickly. Mm -hmm. I think that was God really, because when, when you do read, because I've read it about others, it's just that doesn't happen very often. So I think God was really gracious in that sense. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I, I'd never, I'd had a pretty easy life. And I, I, that was the first thing. Yeah, I'd had some things in my life that were 
ups and that were that were tough. Um, but really, that was the real um, first thing in my life that was hard to deal with. That was real suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some, I, I'm, I, yeah. How do I how do I put this? But it's nice to have suffering in some ways because you get because you don't know how you're going to react. And I think God really worked through us and helped us through that situation. Yeah. And it's really encouraging for us as a family to know that and to see the support we got from our church. Yeah. Just see the things that I learned. I learned where contentment should be and, and can be. It can be in Christ rather than things that you live for. You realise that perspective, I think, things that I cared about really aren't that important. Mm-hmm. My idols would be work, achievement, sport, success. Mm-hmm. Um, how I'm portrayed by others, how I'm seen by others, how I'm seen by my boss, how I'm seen by mm-hmm. people in the church even. So that, I think, perspective helped. I still drift back into that, but at the time it was really a, a, okay, a time of reflection. These things aren't as important. So I think it was as hard as it was. Um, God has used that for good and hope he continues to use it. Um, so yeah, those are guess, some of Definitely. my thoughts. Looking back on it now, what, two and a half years on? Yeah. And we obviously had Noel in actually in the same year that we had Seth. Yes. Which I just, you know, it still blows my mind, really, um, how incredibly gracious God was to give us another child. Another mm-hmm. child that will never replace the one we lost. But, um, you know, even through that, he was incredibly and I think- gracious. Yeah, and I think you, you become, and you're more thankful for that as well. You are, well. yes, you're more um, thankful for things. So yeah, that's another yeah. positive. And I think it's control as well, because I think I had kind of my life kind of mapped out. Yeah, we often become a bit arrogant, especially yeah. when we talk about children. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to have three children. or yeah. uh, And it's kind of like, well, actually... And for some people it does happen. It does. But invariably But they it are doesn't. such a gift. Um, yeah, they are. You know, God... Yeah, it's God's control. Yeah, so. um, but yeah, I agree with you that it was incredible how much care and love we received from the church. I think it would have been a completely different experience if we yeah. hadn't had the church surrounding us, praying for us. Um, you know, Andrew coming to visit, people yeah. coming to visit, praying with us, and bringing us food, and just we felt just so chatting loved to and, people. Yeah, yeah, chatting to people, and. You know, it was really important to have a close church family. Yeah, to the I, I, abs- yeah, definitely. And I think if you, again, if you look at like uh, how for many people is it, it, they don't have that, and it is a, a real stress, yeah. a real mm-hmm. struggle. So yeah, yeah. Um, I I can't say I'll ever fully understand. You know why no, it's happened no. or um, you know, but. God knows, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. I don't, I don't know if I dwell on the why. Yeah, I don't the, like to do that. Um, um, yeah, I, don't, I think it's more of an acceptance that, mm-hmm. um, that God is sovereign. Yeah, absolutely. I can see good that's come out of it, uh-huh. um, and and that's fine. And He knows best. Yeah, and I think that's what I've had to teach myself as well. Um, and. Yeah, it's good lessons to have to have learned. Mm-hmm. So no, we are thankful. Um, and what have you been learning in the in the last, obviously this last few weeks and months when we've been stuck in our house? What have you? What what's God yeah. been teaching you during this time? Lockdown's been 
full of blessings in many ways. One of the good things has been that I've been much more disciplined with my Bible reading in terms of actually getting it done on the day that I'm meant to, mm -hmm. opening the Bible every day. And I found that really encouraging. Um, I've also really had to rely on God um, to help me with my work. I found my work, my work can be quite stressful and high pressured at certain points. Most of the time it's absolutely fine, but you know, I was involved in a lot of the emergency legislation in the beginning yeah. of March and that was a really pressured time. We had the kids at home, you were working, you know, I was, you know, we were winging it basically. Yeah. And I had to really rely on God to enable me to mm -hmm. um, not stress out and yeah. just trust him that he, he will work it out. Yeah. Um, I guess that's the lesson every day that, you know, he's placed me in that job. He will allow me to carry it out in a, in a way that's sufficient. Yeah. And I guess a bit like you, like we worry so much about what other people think of us and um, not to let other things get in the way of resting in him. Yeah, I think we've, that was tricky at the start when you were really working hard. I think for me as well, the reading, being able to read, spend time with God, which I'd, I I wouldn't have done as much of, um, which is which has been really good. Read lots of different other things, been able to read different variety of things. So, yeah, that's encouraging. I think it also another step back, and just looking again, like just similar to to almost my experience with with, uh, with Seth, and totally different, but kind of same thinking of perspective on what's important mm -hmm, yeah. and purpose. Um, and it's so easy how we quickly get back into the old way of thinking, yeah. how we let life just get in the way. And even now I've got to be busy at work again, I'm, I'm back into the kind of frantic um, living. So it's just, uh, I think it's God's used this period just to remind us of what's important. And, yeah. Um, I have really been missing church and getting together yeah. with people and singing together and all the things that church, what church is about. But at the same time, I've really enjoyed the home groups yeah. during the week because obviously I can't normally go yeah, to the home groups, yeah. so I've actually quite enjoyed that being yeah, part of the home group, talking about the sermon and analysing it yeah. and learning from each other, and you know praying together. It's been really encouraging. Yeah, it's been good. Um, yeah, so thanks well, to everyone who puts effort into yeah, thank you into doing the services and yeah, well teaching. I'm sure we could keep going and going, but I think that's more than enough. <laughs> the quality will probably go down the hill. <laughs> if uh, if anyone's stuck with it till now, well done. I hope it's been interesting-ish um, and that God's used it in some way. Um, and yeah, maybe there'll be another episode or two. Thank you. Bye. Bye.